You having a good time? Yes. Well, we hope you're having a good time. This is Hope This Works, and I'm your host, Jake Tavarian, and this is my co-host, Aaron Lineman. Hello, everybody. And we are so excited to be talking to you today. Yeah. Um, let, let, us, let us start with, how are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing good. It's actually, this time during our recording, it hasn't been one whole night since our last episode. It's actually been three whole days. So, yes. um uh, there's been a lot in between those three days. Um, I've been doing good. I made the decision to take a trek down to Orange County to go see the uh, newest film, uh, The New Mutants. I'm just <laughs> I'm not. I would never drive three hours for The New Mutants. I I would wait until that's like either a Red Box or Netflix. Uh, no offense to. Uh, whoever made that movie and and to you x-men fans uh no i'm i'm gonna drive down and uh go see tenant in imax i'm pretty pumped uh, i'm gonna i'm very gonna, jealous <laughs> soon man i won't i won't say anything i won't i won't uh, it's it's my opportunity because work i only get a weekend every two weeks so if i don't catch it now then i uh don't catch it for another two weeks and yes i said weekend uh i do get thursdays off that counts kind of as my weekend with the two-week thing uh so i don't even think i said what day i was going to see it but in my head i did and it doesn't matter that's a wednesday People... night so yeah <laughs> i apologize uh, <laughs> come come find me uh if this recording comes out before i drive to orange county on the on wednesday night <laughs> how are you man I'm doing good. Um, I'm super... So today was just like a weird, groggy day for sure. Uh, it was very overcast where I'm at. Um, but nonetheless, I'm still chugging along, trying to finish this gig up. And uh, I'm excited to move into my new apartment. Uh, I finally... We've, we finalized everything. We signed the contracts. My f- friend moved in to, er, yesterday. And... Um, when this gig is up, we'll be able to move in with him and just have a happy life in the city of angels. So he's probably um, cashing in all the time he can walk around naked in the apartment. Then he's not that type of guy. He's but not that type of guy. If I, if I was him, I would. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cashing in now because uh, that time's going to be up soon. Uh, anyways, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you ready for your word? For a script challenge, because I forgot to give it to you during our last game. I think I am. All right, uh, I'm gonna lock it in. All right. And the word is. I don't know why I'm closing my eyes, but. <laughs> Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer. It's a, f- a fun word. Alka Seltzer. That is one word. I think the dash makes it a single word. I don't know. It does. It does. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Because there is a dash in there. Uh, anyway, speaking of Alka Seltzers, uh, Adam Sandler's birthday was uh, two days ago. And uh, we were actually planning on recording two days ago. And we were going to pretend like today was two days ago. But <laughs> honesty is one of our policies here at Hope This Works. <laughs> Um, and some things have happened that in the Adam Sandler world after two days ago, 
which was the Hubie Halloween trailer. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween, man. A uh, little bit of water. I literally boy. saw it <laughs> ten minutes ago. Yeah. And I had no idea it existed until Aaron's like, "Have you seen Hubie Halloween?" <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little bit of uh, some Halloween action with the the guy from the Water Boy. It's not actually. <laughs> he talks. It basically is. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of like, uh, it's so funny because, you know, as, as typical as it sounds from a film boy like myself, after Uncut Gems, it's so funny to see him just snap right back into Waterboy status. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is the movie, but he said if he didn't get nominated for an Oscar or either win the Oscar, he was going to make the worst movie ever made. So I don't know, I think this <laughs> happened maybe before he found the nomination that had to be in development so yeah, i, I hope don't think so. it's that ma- movie yet but uh most importantly we just want to wish this uh uh actor a a happy belated birthday so yeah. um in honor of his birthday i want to do a little happy do for his uh for his birthday and so when we edit this, just add this clip in 54 times layered on top of each other. Uh, for Mr. Adam Sandler, I want to wish you a happy <laughs> And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was it was fun. Uh, one of the... <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh. He's, he's a good guy. Some of, One of the things I have a lot of respect for him for is that he puts all his friends and, like, family in the movie. It's always the same crew. He always makes sure, like, they get work and they get paid, which is awesome. Very admirable. (laughs) But I just, it's, I think this is one of the first movies you put his two daughters in. And I just, I remember from, like, an SNL skit, like, that from the SNL at home that he did with Pete Davidson. Like, I think his daughters were in it. So I noticed that for the first time. But I just so honestly, I don't know why, but like seeing them on screen with him made me laugh. It's very wholesome. It's great. But just seeing mini Adam Sandler's next to Adam Sandler, like just just uh, tickled my funny bone a little bit. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I think of this. Obviously, like his movies aren't as they were in like the 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, I do actually enjoy some of his later films, only a select few. So, uh, Honestly, um, you know, I, I only saw this movie trailer like 10 minutes ago, but it, it just gave me a really weird little sense of joy, especially with everything going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even a huge Adam Sandler th- fan. Like, I don't know his entire filmography, but just seeing a silly, dumb movie with Adam Sandler hitting a tree branch with his face with a grappling hook. I think that's exactly what we need right now. Exactly. Oh, so out of out of the ones you've seen, do you have a do you have a favorite Adam Sandler movie? <clears throat> I do. I do. Um I think, you know, the the film student in me says Punch Drunk Love, which I genuinely do love. It's an awesome movie, but like obviously people want to know what Adam Sandler movie I want to know. I love. It can't you know? be Uncut Gems. It can't be, yes. Yeah, no. we got to keep that off the table because we That's know we'd both category. say, yeah. yeah. But um, I think for me, it's probably Click. Click? Uh, Click is super funny, but also super emotional. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, Click actually kind of tugs at the heartstrings towards the end. It does. It um, does. And, 
and bedtime stories is a funny one it's, I remember. It, yeah, I remember fifth grade me really liking it. I don't know how I'd feel if I see it again. Uh, but um, for me, I really like... Uh, I think his best comedy is obviously, like, the obvious answer is... Um, Happy Gilmore, but my favorite uh, has to be Big Daddy. And Big Daddy, for me, the reason why, it hits that New New York sweet spot that Friends did because it kind of came out in the same time and it has that mm. same, like, New York-y feel, which is probably not even, like, that's, like, fake New York, but it gives you the kind of that warm feeling of, ah, New it York, that, New yeah. York in the 90s. Uh, nothing like New York in the 90s. I'm actually doing a pretty good New York accent right now. Not like when I did it during the script challenge. But uh, <laughs> it, got, it has that warm feel. You get to see that 90s McDonald's with like, with like the, the plastic uh, overhead menus. And when breakfast couldn't be served after 10.30, that's like a, a small bit in the film. But it's just like that warm nostalgia, like 90s New York nostalgia that you get with friends. And it, it just makes me feel all warm and gushy inside when I see it. Uh, and it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, do you have do you, anything about him before we move on? Any, you got any favorite Adam Sandler moments outside of like his movies? Well, I, um, <clears throat> I want to confess that I haven't seen Happy Gilmore or Big Daddy, and oh, I no. am a disgrace to all things funny. That's your homework. You're going to report back in the next couple episodes. I will. I will, honestly, because I, like, after hearing you talk about them, I kind of am interested in seeing how they would, how they would pan out with me watching them. Yeah. Now, I guess. Let me just write this down. <laughs> As he's writing this down, I'll go into my favorite moments. Uh, one that really surprised me, and, like, I forget, like, he did the comedy albums when he was, like, doing SNL and stuff, but he has a decent voice, singing voice. Like, I'm pretty surprised. He, in recent years, um, he's performed and done a couple more serious songs. I, I, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. No, it was Jimmy Fallon that he and Miley Cyrus, like, did this kind of, like, is either an original song or a cover of a song, and he, like, sang along with her, and I was actually like shocked at like how good he was at singing that i still even remember like where i was at watching that because that was just like a whole new side of him and just Mm. in general like he really does seem like a down-to-earth dude uh and he just makes movies to have fun with his friends i mean if you think about it like his probably why his later movies aren't doing as well like critically and why people it's because it's the same thing dude he'll what happens is he'll something will happen and he'll go someplace exotic and stay at a at a nice Hilton. Uh, that happens in um, uh, Just Go With It with Jennifer Aniston, and that also happens with Blended. With it's like the same plot uh, that it, something happens and he ends up going to this fancy hotel. He's just having vacation when he's filming those movies. Like if you want to go on vacation while you work. Do the Adam Sandler plan and set your 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 story at a five star resort and mischief happens at that five star resort. I'm He's a smart guy. Up. Yeah. Um, but for me, I I don't remember too many Adam Sandler moments, but I do remember when he was on King of Queens once, and that was 
really cool. He was, like, this weird, um, like, sort of the bad kid in high school when, uh, you know, when Doug went to his high school reunion <laughs> and he was there and then they broke into, I remember they broke into, like, the, they they stole the principal's car and they, like, smashed it through a drugstore and they started egging the car or something like that. Oh, my gosh. I forget. I, exactly what happened. <laughs> I also have to say, King of Queens hits that that, that New York nineties. It does, and so does Seinfeld in a way. You kind of get that during that time. I'd say Seinfeld more so. More honestly. so. I, I it's that it's that. Please let me just like turn on TBS at like ten at night. Like grab some like ice cream. Like like that that moment. It just from it's a moment where I just like give me a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Let me just curl up on the couch. And watch TBS with commercials. It's that feeling. Just give me the commercials. Let me watch yeah. watch these commercials. Let me watch some Cymbalta yeah. commercials. Late at night. And on a Friday night. Nothing nothing much to do. Sometimes you need those Fridays. You uh, do. Um, but mo- we're going to move on from uh, the Sandman and enter <laughs> the, the Sandy Dunes. Because, oh, that's a good transition. Because the Dune trailer dropped... Uh, a couple days ago uh the day actually his birthday so uh, again we're gonna fake that this was recorded on his birthday but it's not so your thoughts on the uh dune trailer uh okay okay oh question is have you seen the david lynch film and have you read the book so i did see about a quarter of the David Lynch film. Uh, I was trying to see it when I was in school, and so I think I just ran out of time. I had to... It was probably finals week or something. So I never finished it, but I do want to go back and finish it, especially now. And I haven't read the book. I'm not much of a reader, but I should if I actually care. I mean, I, I wouldn't read it if I didn't care about either of the films. And I think the thing is, I don't care about either of the films. Really? Like, as much as I... As much as I do like Lynch and as much as I do like sci-fi, to me, this is just like... Um, and you haven't read the book. I have not read the book. Okay. I'm, yeah. But like for, to me, I guess more directly this trailer and this version of the story, it just seems like a lot like how Blade Runner was where um, Denis came in. I can't... I, don't, I won't even try to pronounce his last name. I just Villeneuve. know it's Denis. Villeneuve, sure. That's the American way of saying it. But, um... <laughs> Villeneuve? <basically>, <laughs> he, he, he came in and he made Blade Runner. And honestly, I like that Blade Runner. It's um, more entertaining, I would say. But also at the same time, it's like, why would you make a film that flopped? And then this one also didn't do that well either and they and the studios pump that thing full of money well and they're doing the same thing again with dune i'm gonna defend i'm gonna be i'm gonna defend blade runner i'm pretty sure that became a really big cult hit and that's why they pumped in money and they thought okay this is gonna be like a rejuvenation and i honestly i'm I'm ready to show my dukes i actually i love that film i saw it like five times in the theater i just couldn't get enough of it and uh i don't know i'm a big gosling fan though so that i do love gosling i'm yeah. I'm with you on most of that but the thing i learned was i was actually um it was here that i was talking with a friend about that movie and um she was like 
I hate that movie. I was like, oh, why do you hate it? I'm like, and I'm trying to think of like what could be so bad about it. But she doesn't like it for a different reason, which is because the representation of female characters in that film is really destructive in her eyes. And honestly, like I, I was able to see what she was talking about. Not fully, but I did see it. And that definitely made the film a little less uh, enticing. Not in the way of, like, it ruined the movie for me forever. It's more of... It wasn't as groundbreaking as people thought. And honestly, in my eyes, I just was not impressed with, like, um, exactly what it was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, shoot. No, you got me thinking about it. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to definitely look at that next time because that's something big to consider when watching a film is how you represent a, a certain group. And, right, and I don't want to ruin that film for you yeah. because it doesn't go out of its way to, like... Is it kind of like if guys writing females in film kind of like that? It's kind, kind of, of that situation. problem... Yeah. It's kind of like that problem, but it's also, on top of it, it's, like, there isn't really a woman besides that one other um, android who's, like, chasing down Ryan Gosling. She's, like, the only powerful woman in the movie, and she's not even that... She's not characterized in any real way. Well, I guess my question with that, not trying to get into Blade Runner too much, this would be a discussion for another time, is do you know if your friend, or, or did you did you guys see the first film? Uh, yeah, she saw the first film, and I saw most of the first film. Most of the first film? Um, I, I, I can, I think I, I see what you're saying, and, um, I don't know if they were trying to play off the first film, I'm not trying to defend them in any way. That's something no, yeah. for me to process you don't, you don't off, have to. off the air, not, not, yeah. not on the air, that's something for me to, to, to think about two, yeah, deeply. Two, two guys figuring myself. it out. Let's let's get into the Dune trailer. Okay, let's let's get into this cause Okay, well anyways, we're on a little yeah. tangent. Back into well, the reason why I brought up Blade Runner in the first place is because like Dune is another obscure cult classic y IP. And honestly, this one in my eyes is even more so. And so it just baffles me why a studio would do the same thing again with only moderate success with um Blade Runner. I'm going to bring up some points. Um, I've actually, like, you're the first person who's not said anything negative about the trailer, but you're one of the first people that I've talked to, and I haven't talked to too many people about this, um, and I usually listen to stuff that's more inner circle with film, like people who actually are in the industry and stuff. Uh, not, I'm like, through podcasts and stuff. I'm not that well-connected, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think they're trying to make this, like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be PG-13. Like, it's not going to be, like, an R-rated, uh, like, Blade Runner. Like, they're trying to bring a, an audience in and it, with people like Timothy uh, Chalamet and Zendaya uh, and Jason Momoa, like, you're bringing a really stacked cast. That's going to bring in um, some people who just are huge, like, Aquaman fans, and Zendaya draws in a big crowd uh, that I think what they're hoping, because it's going to be in two parts, it's going to be two movies, is that this will become 
sort of the next kind of young adult, like, Hunger Games type, uh, like, hit. And I, I'm seeing that the film will probably be delayed. And it, besides that crowd, you have the, I think Denis Villeneuve, or however you say his last name is, I think he's honestly, like, either has a better track record. I haven't seen Tenet yet, but he's, like, up there with kind of Nolan and the crowd he's kind of drawing in. It may be a little smaller, but I see it growing and growing. And I think, Yeah, Denis like, is definitely... A master um, at, like... He's like, becoming a, the next Nolan, honestly. Yeah, and and um, if this is PG-13, I'm pretty sure besides Arrival, this is, like, the only other PG-13 he's done in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Roger Deakins is also the cinematographer, so I think we're in for a pretty crazy ride. Uh, I think with the stacked cast and stuff, like it is going to draw in some crowd and hopefully that crowd will say like, Oh, that blew my mind and that will bring in more people. Cause I do want this to be a successful film. I enjoyed the trailer. It wasn't a trailer though that I was like, Oh, I need to go back and continue to watch this over and over again. Certainly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, it's, uh, the history behind also the making of Dune, uh, there was supposed to be a film before Lynch's that, wasn't able to be made because technology wasn't far enough so uh, it's kind of been a dream uh, for a lot of people to see this on screen the way it's being presented and I think there is kind of a cult following for the book and uh, going no, into there, there certainly is I'm just saying it still confuses me of like because this is like they're putting their chips on this like it's a Avengers film mm-hmm. honestly and that's what confuses me. Well, I'm saying you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and just speaking of dreams. Uh, wait, I, wait. I want to stay on this a little longer. You want to stay only, on this We're only 22 more? minutes in. We're only, we're only 22 oh minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. We got time. We got time. We got time. Um, but so, but more, going into this more, I think, um, I think I'm more just exhausted with these type of movies, honestly, because, like, I, you know, we just finished the Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically, and, like, there was a lot of just, like, um, there, you know, it's it's just, like, it's such another big movie about, like, these sci-fi things, because Marvel really turned into sci-fi um, at the end, that's for sure. I'm just saying, I really... Like, nothing about the story intrigues me. Nothing in the trailer intrigues me. All I saw was just actors on a more or less generic sand planet. And that's what I saw. Like, it, like I'm, I don't know anything about the... Um, I don't know anything about the story, honestly, because I only watched a quarter of the first uh, Lynch film. But I still think um, this movie's, like definitely not what i'm looking for at least um i probably won't see it in theaters i mean most people might not see it in theaters if it comes out the wrong time but i'm saying like i wouldn't be rushing out to see this one um but hopefully hopefully it changes my mind yeah tenant is really only the the movie that i'm willing to go to the theater to sacrifice your life yeah and like I'm seeing it on a Wednesday night. I, like, strategically chose, like, a non-weekend because I... Uh, Smart. 
I was the first one to to purchase a ticket, so I, I strategically placed it. Um, kind of going on a tangent here, you know, like in the theater where there's that median that people walk through from the front section to the back. Uh, with the COVID uh, precautions and the limit, like the 25% uh, capacity limit, it automatically blocks off uh, seats surrounding you. So I chose actually the second to uh, front of the back section. So I have nobody sitting in front of me and I'm far enough away from the median that if somebody walked in front of me, I can still be engaged with the screen. That's and nice. I... Uh, also, I have uh, a buddy that's driving to Orange to see it with me. Shout out to Cortland. Uh, um, oh we'll, man, that'd be fun to see with you guys. Uh, we'll co- once you once you get back from where you're at, uh, I'll go see it again with you, and I'll I'll bring I'll bring Cortland along. I <laughs> uh, I, uh, I uh, in two weeks after it's got to be be two weeks every two week interval, but. Um, <laughs> I, with this Dune trailer, I think less... Hey, you heard you heard me crap on it, so, like, tell me what you're excited about. I it. think... Oh, I was going to crap on it a little, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the teaser. Did you see the teaser to the teaser? No, no. Where they, like, had the heads and the light was, like, passing. They looked like bus, but it was actually themselves. It, it's hard to explain, but it was cool. I think... The trailer gave away, like, it explained, like, it was doing good because nobody really knows the property besides, like, the the group that reads the book. But it's like, I don't really want to learn that right now. Just show me a couple cool things and then, and then, uh, that's all I really needed in the trailer. Uh, Because sometimes less is more for me. I miss the days where trailers was just, like, one sequence and then just, like, the the uh the voiceover title. guy yeah i miss the voiceover guy what happened to the voiceover guy well he's dead that's a trend that i would love to see back especially for like especially for like comedies in a world <laughs> in a world i can't my 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 pitch is too low on that uh things that were awesome about the trailer i mean the cast is like half of hollywood's a list I'm sure they have more up their sleeve. It's an impressive feat. And but also, what is it for? It's also awesome to see, like, Oscar Isaac. I said Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said it like that. I don't know, seeing, like, uh, somebody who's, you know, of, of somebody like a Latino be, like, a king... And like a ruler of a a like a futuristic uh, kingdom, that's pretty cool because they're usually white. So it's cool to get kind of like that representation when you when you kind of look back on sci-fi beforehand. Um, I I do like the diversity in the cast. I I think it's pretty pretty cool the representation we're seeing with this film. Um, even though Timothy Chalamet is probably as pasty as you can get. and like this is the same problem and i'm not here to to shit on him but the same problem i had with laura during star wars like i really don't think that he has the dialect for that like 
a sci-fi yeah, movie. Yeah, he literally looks like he just got off set for Lady Bird. He was like, oh, I can't take my hand out of this box. That doesn't even sound like him, but it's like this uh, kind of like Californian dialect. Like, Yeah, it really is. That's the same with Laura Dern. When I watched Last Jedi, I was like, she does not sound like she belongs in Star Wars. Like, she looks like she belongs in Star Wars, but the way she was talking, it just sounded like she got off set of Marriage Story and, like, put on a Star Wars outfit, if we're going with that analogy. Um, really, it's visually, like, uh, Roger Deakins, like, mm, uh, and uh, some of the, the effect, like, the sandworm effect at the end was pretty sick. Uh, this is definitely a movie you got to see in IMAX. I feel like I will not watch this if it goes to streaming. I would wait. Like, I feel like with COVID, they're going to bring back some movies to be play- shown in the theater if they decide to go streaming. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, my gosh. I Honestly, more than Tenet, I'm really excited for uh, uh, the new James Bond movie. What's called No Time to Die? That's also shot in 70mm IMAX, some sequences. Oh, we got to see that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll see it with Cortland first before I can <laughs> test the waters before I see it with you. But <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'll make sure that you're sitting right next to me, and it, hopefully it's COVID-free times and we can share a big bucket of popcorn. And excellent touch hands. <laughs> and uh, two straws and one large soda. <laughs> I I I kind of backwash, so watch out for that. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, speaking of sharing too much information. Speaking of backwash. Speaking of sharing too much information, I hear you got a story about a dream <laughs> you had. <laughs> okay. Yes. So honestly, uh, I have had this. I had this dream months, maybe even a year ago at this point. But it had such a profound effect on me, of like what is happening and it was such a funny dream that i remember it and i tell it to people often because it's so ridiculous um but it's pretty simple um so in my dream i was in my local grocery store buying some toothpaste i looked around for a little bit i found the one that i always use uh colgate extra whitening (laughs) and uh i took it off the shelf and i um i think i just i didn't even check out i just transported outside with a bag and stuff like that and so i had um, plastic bag with just toothpaste in it, which is very wasteful. Um, but I was walking out there and I had one hand free and I, uh, was walking to my car and then I saw Billie Eilish and then I was like, what do I do? Do I like annoy her and say like, Hey, can I get a picture with you? Or do I say, or do I do nothing? And so in the dream, I decided I'm just going to go, I'm just going to raise my fist in the air and go, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's what I did. And funny enough, she gave me a very uh, weird look. And because it, it, it was really weird at that point. Because, like, that feels like it's really happening. Like, I actually just went Billy to Billy Eilish. And she was, like, thrown off by it. So, like, she was weirded out. And she walked past me into the grocery store. And I just kept walking to my car. And then as I got to my car, I saw that all four of my tires were deflated. And my car was on the ground. And I was like, and I looked behind me and Billy wasn't there anymore. I'm like, what's happening? And so I went to my car and I was like, uh, I was going to get like a tire repair kit out of my car. Um, and I reached in and then I turned around. There was like this woman 
this really beautiful woman in like a, a crop top thing and I was just like uh hi and then she's like hey do you need help I'm like uh no I'm good I'm just gonna fill up my tires and go on my way and she's like no I think you need help I'm like no I, I think I'm okay and I was like kind of weirded out I'm like what's going on and then I turned around and she has a gun pointed at me and I was like <laughs> I was like thinking in my mind like did Billy hire this woman to to slash my tires and I was like <laughs> and then I because like I just freaked out and like it went into slow motion and I did all the only defensive move I could think to do was to grab her gun and then grab her hip and pull her in for a kiss Mm-mm. and I kissed her <laughs> and I kissed her and it, I disarmed her by kissing her and I took the gun and then I woke up what a what a <laughs> you disarmed her twice <laughs> by the kiss and by the actual disarming uh the, that's that's so that's the kind of dream where it's like I I was actually thinking of this um a couple days ago it's like you're such in a deep state like there I usually can tell when I'm dreaming I don't know if you're the same are you the same I I would say not as frequently as it sounds like for you, but I do sometimes I'm, see it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, lucid in my dreams. I feel like, um, and I, I uh, have those dreams sometimes where I'm not lucid, and because I'm usually lucid, like with my whole mind and soul. I believe that it's real life. <laughs> and I have weird things that go on in my dreams, too. It's okay. No um, way. I had something weird happen today in general. I don't know if the world's trying to tell me something. But I, when, you wait, when you have work early, you usually wake up once or twice in the night and say, Oh, shit, I have work early. Oh, I hate that. And... Uh, um, for me, it was, like, 3.45. I'm like, okay, I have, like, 40 minutes, and then I have to, like, or 4.20, 45, 15, 20, 35 minutes, and I have to get up. That's the worst. So I go back to sleep, and then I dream that I'm late for work. And as I'm, oh. I, I'm like, like, late for work, I'm saying goodbye to, to Madison and, like, giving her a quick kiss with goodbye. And then um, I get in my uh, Sienna. Uh, and I'm backing out, and I feel a thump, and I'm like, oh, no, and I look, and there's this, like, half-alive white fluffy cat, and I felt so bad, I didn't know what to do, I was freaking out, like, I picked it up, I was, like, ready to take it to the, to the, like, the vet, or the, like, emergency for pets, and, uh, then I woke up, and I woke up, and it was 4.51, it was the first time ever, like, my alarm didn't go off. It, like, automatically went to snooze. Oh, wow. And so I called my boss, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be late. I'm really sorry. He was really chill about it, uh, and he was like, it happens. Like, I've been on time to work every day. So this was, like, a first, like, That's occurrence. Good. And then uh, where I work, I don't know exactly, like, the co- like the start of it, but there's stray cats everywhere and like (laughs) some of these cats have recently had kittens like i'm seeing them grow up before my eyes like they were little babies 
like when That's I first started fun. work in June. But the thing is, is like, and this sounds like it's going to get really dark, but it's not. Uh, the thing is, is you got to be really careful when you're in the parking lot because a lot of my workers will be really, you know, they're stray cats, so they'll give them part of their lunch. So the cats just hang around the parking lot where we eat. Mm. And that by our parking lot, we drop off all our debris from like branches and stuff. There's like a huge pile. And so I'm on my gator, which is like those green like carts. And I have to go back to the shop. And I, I, I kid you not, I'm going slow. This white kitten jumps, like scatters right in front of my gator. Oh and my like gosh. out of any color of cat, it was white. Like, and I dreamed about being late for work and hitting a, a, a white cat. Uh, give or take. Wait, the, did you hit it? No, I didn't. I didn't hit the cat in real life. You said you made it in sound the like dream. You did in the second. dream that I hit a fluffy white cat. The the cat that was a near miss today wasn't fluffy, so I I think I'm okay. But I don't know if the world universe is trying to tell me something. It's a little little freaky. It's telling you to slow down, kid. Yeah, life can happen so fast. Um, and there's I don't know, I. I don't know if what we watch affects how we dream. I think but, it definitely does. Definitely but, does. Uh, I I teased something. Uh, call, I think last episode, and I'm here to talk about it. And that's a HBO documentary known as Class HBO Max documentary known as Class Action Park. Uh, if you're not familiar with Class Action Park, if you're not from the New Jersey uh, kind of East area. Uh, living as a teenager in the 80s uh which is probably not our target audience uh, class action <laughs> park uh is about a amusement park in the upper new jersey area called action park and it was run by this cd businessman who was like i'm gonna do whatever i want and and like i don't i'm not gonna put on safety precautions for any of my attractions he created his own insurance company to make sure that the you know the government wouldn't come after him, and, and he made away with all like he never really got sued. Yeah, fully and stuff he, like that. And that that's for something for you to discover with the documentary. But there's segments about the attractions that's hilarious because um, this is a park where if it doesn't feel safe, it's probably not safe. And um, <laughs> I'll give you give you two little snip snippets about. Um, what was going on at Class Action Park? Uh, the, one of the first things they talk about is the cannonball slide, and that is like a straight drop into a almost perfect circle of a loop, which, if you understand physics, is very dangerous. Uh, and pulling G's. And I think it said that you could go nine G's. Yeah. In that nine G's. Nineties is like basically a car crash or something. <laughs> yeah, and um, they were testing it on the employees. So the the owner would pay whoever wanted to go down the slide to test it out a hundred bucks. Like, he was like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks to go down that slide." <laughs> yeah, and so some of the employees would take the go down the slide for a hundred bucks, and then whatever happened if the employee got hurt or they didn't make it around the loop. 
and they'd be like, oh, okay, back to the drawing board. We got to adjust this. <laughs> and something. But a hundred bucks is a lot, you know. It's a lot, then. especially back in the the eighties, you know. And the crazy thing is that once the people started going on it, uh, they talk about, and I just think this is so crazy. Um, people would come out of the slide with like a bloody mouth and missing teeth. And then yeah, people, no, yeah, they come with lacerations yeah, on their pe- bodies. People after the people with the bloody mouths would come with lacerations, and they wouldn't know why. And if you're not familiar with the term lacerations, that's like scratches, big red marks, cuts, cuts on your body. Turns out when they opened the little uh, uh, trap door to the uh, uh, cannonball slide, they found teeth. Uh, just like line embedded. embedded into the like line scattered around like the loop and the the people who were getting the lacerations was from sliding across the other people's teeth and <laughs> I, I just think that's freaking hilarious um the park was managed mostly by teenagers who were drunk and high uh like all the time and, up. and and so if you can picture that and then the last thing I, I just so funny is um, one of the other things is they, they they like rigged these mini tanks that would shoot tennis balls and they, like the attraction was you'd shoot tennis balls at each other. Well, uh, some uh, some uh, smarty uh, decided to dip the tennis balls in gasoline and with the air compression it would shoot light the ball tennis balls on fire as they would shoot out and would shoot these fireballs at the other uh, park park attendant attendees and i just got it i can't recommend this enough especially if you if you may be surprised there's some people who used to grow up in the east would be like action park that was crazy i went one time and you might learn something about one of your friends uh a, a little bit of it hit home to me uh it, it, there's this thing called the alpine slides they had um pretty much these uh these long slides they put on the mountains after the snow would melt, uh, where usually you would ski and you'd go on this, like, I've been on those too. Yeah. These little carts that, and usually they're like decently safe and fun. They are, they are. And, uh, but still you got to follow the rules. And I had, I had my own personal experience where, uh, back in Oregon at Mount hood, uh, they would do the Alpine slides in the summer and it was around middle school that uh, my extended family from Arizona, including my grandparents, came to visit uh, the Pacific North Northwest. And so we were like, you know, the Alpine slides would be really fun. So we were doing it. And um, the funny thing was uh, my grandma decided to do the Alpine slide. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she at this point? She's, I think, early 80s. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, she's a tough cookie. Uh, she sadly did pass a few years ago. So if you're listening, Grandma, I uh, hope you get a good laugh out of this story. Um, I just remember this so vividly, but just like the sheer shock that my grandma was going down these these alpine slides, these uh, plastic slides that you would ride a little cart on, and they'd have on these these carts. They have a pull lever for the brake, uh, so when you pull on it, it would it would push something out to to slow you down and at certain curves and turns you'd have to slow down well being that my grandma's in her early 80s maybe late 70s um she was she was 
clutching onto that thing like her life depended on it, which it probably did depend on her clutching <laughs> onto the brick. Uh, and, and so she was going like not even like three miles an hour where most people <laughs> go like mm, 20. Ten, 10 to, yeah, 10 to 20. And uh, I just, it was the funniest thing uh, seeing my grandma like go so slow and then this like group of other riders piling up behind her going slow so it was like this like non-disgusting human centipede of <laughs> alpine slide riders just like going I'm like really glad that three... you used the term human centipede with your grandma <laughs> three miles three miles an hour she she was holding up the line and so i thought that was hilarious my cousin and funny. I thought that was hilarious. So we decided to do that. And oh, <laughs> um, we decided to go as slow as possible and mess with the other people. Well, you can go fast on these things. And there are some sharp corners where you can't see really what's coming next. And I remember... And there's some speed demons going down those things. I remember getting off the slide and my both my aunts being in my... I don't think my mom was there, but I remember, um, they're cool ants. They're cool ants. I'll give you that. But I would be furious too at, at my kid pulling some crap like that. I remember they're getting furious. Like for us going slow, they're like, what the heck? I can't believe like, do you know what you just did? Apparently there was this like little 10 year old, um, zooming, just zooming down the Alpine slide. And he didn't see the line that we were holding up in front of him. And he just <laughs> flew off his his oh. cart. He was okay. He didn't hurt himself. Yeah, but, like, that is a hard hit. That's a hard hit. And if you watch the documentary, it can actually be tragic. Um, and um, I just want to, my heart goes out to, like, there are people who pass away at that park, and my heart goes out to the families. Yeah, multiple. Yeah. Um, but it is a mix of, like, informative, like, no, this wasn't it, like, some messed up stuff happened here, but it's also really hilarious because uh, this comedian, uh, Chris Gethard, um, he's one of the people who went to Action Park as a kid, and his retelling is just freaking hilarious if you know him out of anything he's probably most well known for being the hit man that dwight hires on the office to take out oscar's leg uh in like one of the later seasons the guy with the glasses uh he's just so hilarious like retelling uh he's the guy with the sandwich with the pipe hidden in it in the office uh and i got one last quick story about like just amusement parks uh, in general, I've been I've been waiting for this You've one. Been waiting for this one. I mentioned that I got in a tussle uh, with some kids, uh, and uh, so every summer in middle school, uh, my church would go up to this uh, church camp called Luther Haven. It was in Quarter Lane, Idaho, and uh, I think when my my older siblings went, they discovered what Water Week was, and Water Week is like is like Luther Haven to the max where you get to do uh you do like uh um what do you call it the the inner tubes like they drag you on the boat I can't think of it Oh right yeah now. yeah I forget what just tubing tubing basically. yeah you get to yeah. tube and the the big thing was uh, 
uh, you would get to go to a water park. And uh, you'd go for a day at a water park. And, but, you know, this was towards the, like, towards the later half of the week. So you start forming camp crushes and stuff. <laughs> and that means that, you know, there's more than one cabin of girls and one cabin of boys. Uh, we, there was other cabin of boys there who also started forming the same crushes. And I think there was a little jealousy involved because I think a lot of the boys in the other cabin had camp crushes on the girls from our church. And uh, so they they saw us uh, twelve thirteen year olds as a as a threat. I mean, they were twelve and thirteen too, but um, very tribal. There was just this unspoken uh, rivalry between us and the other cabin of boys, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, churches fighting other churches, the usual stuff. To hold hands with uh, cute church girls, I want to go to church. <laughs> Do you know that vine? I want a church girl and goes to church and read her Bible. You've never seen that vine? Man, I'm going on a... Sorry, this story's a lot longer. But uh, we're going we're gonna to reel this back in. Uh, the Indoor Water Park was a generous name. And it was really just like three slides. It was Raptor Reef in Hayden, Idaho. Which means that that was the only thing in Hayden, Idaho. There was a Denny's next door and there was a like... A, <laughs> A comfort inn next door. So this was like the big ticket. What more do you need? So uh, we're having fun. Me and this guy, Chris. Me and Chris are just living it up. Uh, We've been to camp together the summer before. We're having fun. We're like, heck yeah, Raptor Reef, the toilet bowl slide. That stuff's crazy. And um, so we're kind of like chilling in the toilet bowl because you can chill in the toilet bowl you can just like kind of get your feet and like get off your raft and just like hang out there well and they let you yeah no they wouldn't you just have to time <laughs> it right <laughs> you just have to time it right and uh, so little to what we know the uh, the head guy from the other cabin is like right behind us and they see us chilling there. But they know, okay, this is the thing. You can't have too many people up there. Or the lifeguards are going to know that there's people chilling in the toilet pool. And so they come down and they're like, dude, we want to chill here. And we're like, <laughs> stood up for ourselves. We're like, no, we're chilling here. And they're like, no, dude, come on. Man, just let us chill in this toilet pool. And so <laughs> things start, you know, I, get, I stand up, get close to the guy. He stands up, gets close to me. And we start just wait. Like, so how describe this kid? Oh, Bieber haircut. This is this is prime 2010 2011. Oh, so this so, is me in middle school. So this is like Bieber haircut, like skater snowboarder type. Skinny, kid. tall. His short. name's probably like Braylon. No, nah, he's a little taller. Um, oh, probably is into skateboarding. This is a real bad boy. Um, but he doesn't even know how to kickflip. Kind of skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kind of kid who goes to a 7-Eleven and grabs an energy drink because he's super badass. Uh, and so, you know. We You're start, toe-to-toe. We start, we're toe-to-toe. And we're like, no, we're not going to take this. So we start <laughs> grabbing their raft. 
and we throw it down the uh, the uh, uh, the little hole that gets you out into the pool. And they're trying to get our raft, but you I, know, mean, I would love to see the lifeguard seeing that just happen. But they can't because it's a toilet bowl. So there's Is it covered. No, there's no lifeguard. Yeah, it's covered. Oh, I thought it was an open toilet. No, it's that's why you could chill there. It was a covered oh. toilet bowl. And so we're shoving, they're trying to get our raft, and we're like, no, no. And so we push them down the slide. And they're equally as guilty, but this kid's a little smart son of a gun. And he starts fake crying. And he gets into the pool. And oh, I so just, you didn't even punch him? No, I didn't punch him. Did I, did I make it seem like I punched him? He said beat up. Well, you know, there was a shove here or there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyways, he starts fake crying. He starts fake crying. And so the thing about the toilet bowl is you can go in and uh, through the exit if you're very agile. Oh. And some of these lifeguards were pretty agile because that's all you do in Hayden, Idaho. You practice going up the toilet bowl and through the exit. And we're chilling. We're celebrating. We won. We won. We won. We hear this tweet, tweet, tweet. They're like, you two, you're out of here. And oh. so... Uh, they're like they're like out of the pool and so me and chris like are like going to our our our, our and you say no and then you push him down (laughs) i (laughs) wish man what a story that would be it's kind of become a little bit of a lame story but um we go to our like church leader and we're like talking and stuff and we told them what went on but the kid's like still fake crying and he's like you know it really hurt when you push me down and the 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 owner of like the water parks like they're like demanded an apology from chris and i and so we apologize and she's like she's like this is unacceptable blah 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 they let us swim in the pool um that was our only privilege but we couldn't go down the slides anymore that was a big no-no so was that wait so how many more days did you have there was it just one it's just one day at the water park, but next the year the next year, we did not return to Raptor Reef in Aiden, Idaho, which makes me feel like I had something to do with that camp <laughs> not returning to Raptor Reef in Aiden, Idaho. I think Chris you got and a I got a church band. Yeah, I think I think Chris and I were such bad boys that Raptor Reef was no longer welcome, welcoming to uh, bad boys. So okay. we actually. I'm interested now. I want to see if this place is still... It's still there. uh, It is, really. And um, so the next year, we're like, oh, man, we're going to go to Raptor Reef. Not only that, but boys and girls are going to the water park at the same time, Um, which totally invalidates what I was saying earlier about the purpling was the reason they separated us. Which was probably Whoa, the, there's dinosaurs. There's in dinosaurs. That there's dinosaurs in that. There's part. dinosaurs. And so, uh, uh, we go to Silverwood and uh, by Gonzaga. Where is that? Where? What? Oh, what is it called? Washington? Is it in Washington? I can't think dude, of the. Dude, I could smell that place. Plastic and chlorine. Of, yeah, dude. Oh, what I'm I'm gonna look up uh, Silverwood theme park. Oh, it's in Athol, Idaho. It's not even in, but that's like a full-on amusement park. They have roller coasters and stuff. So if anything like 
every other kid who's gone to Silverwood at Luther Haven has me and Chris to thank. Because not only do boys and girls get to go to the amusement park together, but you get to go to a better amusement park. Wow. So I there think you go. by doing bad, I actually did good. And that's my story. <laughs> that's the lesson. That's Do the bad lesson. things and you get great things. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what the note of positivity is for the day. Uh, do bad to do good. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'm just going to quickly list off some songs I've been tuning to. Before you do, actually, no. While you do that, I'm going to go to the restroom. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna vamp a little bit. I can actually talk about these uh, songs a little bit more. Uh, I'm a big fan of Motown music, and some one of the king of like Motown music I believe is Stevie Wonder. And so I was kind of like going through shuffle on my Spotify, and uh, I was hearing this like intro, and I'm like, mm, that hits good, and. I forgot what the song was at first, but then, you know, that that, chord, that that first line goes in, and it's like, that girl, blah, blah, blah. And uh, That Girl by Stevie Wonder is the first one on my list. Um, there's been a lot of renditions to the next song, uh, and uh, I recently heard this one again on Last Chance You, and so uh, I really recommend if you have a Spotify to kind of look at these last chance you playlists and uh just because the music from the seasons are really good and that song's 500 miles by johnny rivers it's really it's a really good kind of i think it was probably recorded in the 70s and i think that um you can really jam out to that one uh in certain moments uh and then one song you can really jam out to, uh, you probably heard sampled before. It's called Could Heaven Ever Be Like This. It's by Idris Muhammad, who was really kind of a pioneer in like uh, a lot of drum-heavy music. Uh, I think he was actually like his go-to instrument was a drum. And uh, moving along with that, my last choice is Intimate Friends by Eddie Kendricks. It's got this like kind of four chord progression that has been sampled uh, tons and tons of times. Uh, I recently just went on like a sample website just to see because I thought it sounded familiar. And there was like 30 plus songs uh, by Alicia Keys, by Erica Badu, by Big Sean. Um, I think it's really cool to check out all the samples and see how that song is utilized and uh you can really have a base point now because i'm happy to announce that all the songs that we're suggesting on this podcast is actually being put on a spotify playlist that's going to be shared in the episode description and we really want you guys to um be able to be able to listen with us what we're enjoying and um I think that Jake would also love for you to hear what he's been suggesting. We've been kind of doing this sort of playlist. Uh, if we just recommend like a, a artist, we're picking a couple songs from them. And it's already, I think we already have like 
15 to 20 songs. So go check out that link in the episode description. Uh, it's our Spotify playlist. Uh, it will be under, I hope this works with Jake and Aaron, uh, if you can't find the link. Uh, and it will be under my profile, which is Aaron Lineman on Spotify. Uh, what have you been doing, listening and watching, Jake? We had a little bit of technical yeah. difficulties. A little bit of technical difficulties, but we are back. Um, Aaron, it happens. Yes. Aaron gave you his fantastic uh, recommendations for today. And I mentioned the Spotify playlist. That oh, very good. On the episode description. Very good. I was Check too busy out. peeing, but I'm glad you did that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Was uh, it uh, clear or yellow? Well, I'm clear all day, baby. I got That's nothing good. to do. That's good. Stay I got hydrated. nothing to do except drink water around here. <laughs> Stay hydrated. I will, yeah. Everybody at home, please stay hydrated. Please do, especially those of you who are in uh, the fire You know the saying, if it's not clear, you'll be dead. So, please, (laughs) not the best rhyme scheme. Um, (laughs) But anyways, with with my recommendations, I'll keep it short. Um, Let's see. I am actually a little ill-prepared. Uh, well, is Billie Eilish one of those people that you recommend music? No, I don't listen to Billie Eilish. Because you seem like a, such a big fan. No, that's the funny thing is I don't think about her like ever, and I don't listen to her very often. I just listen to like one of her songs. Um, uh, wait, I could pull that up at least. I could pull up because it's a little less known than her regular stuff. Um, Billie Eilish. Let's see. Um, oh, come out and play! It was, it was just this like random song that she made for this Apple ad, but it's really emotional and really sweet. It's like Christmas themed. Uh, it's very cute. But then that's that's one. And then also, I guess an actual recommendation is, um, so, Bonnie there, and the National came together a few times but specifically they came together to make this group called big red machine and they came out with an album aptly named big red machine and that is one of my favorite albums that i'll listen to just all the way through and i'll listen to it multiple times a day it's a super it's like every single great part about them fuses together really nicely like bonnie fair really takes over the lyrics and he's the only real vocals on that and so it's really fun to listen to Bon Iver kind of be, like, controlled by a different style of music, but also, like, is the front runner for it. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's really fun music. Like, my favorite song on there is probably uh, uh, I Won't Run From It, for sure. That's, a, that's an awesome song that mm-hmm. I listen to constantly. And then... Um, as far as other recs, nothing's really been coming to mind as far as movies or TV shows. But soon, we'll be either Big Daddy or yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yes. Yeah, that's some homework you got. I you got gotta, some... We're going we're gonna to have a report back on... I got I to gotta watch those. I got to write my script, Alka-Seltzer. Mm-hmm, Alka-Seltzer. I got to get ready to do some... I think my New York accent was a lot better for this episode than the last. Um, yeah, it's a constant. We got we to gotta work on these things, you know? And just pouring in positivity to each other as we continue to to work on our dialect. I need to find a dialect coach, but as long as we support each other and be positive, I think that's 
kind of the key core to getting better at things. And for our note of positivity today, I just really want to recommend for people to really start spreading the positivity and where you can right now uh, in your community wherever you're around even if your community is just like your family because you're quarantined at home or just the limited people you're interacting with um, it's really a ripple effect and I think like you know there's a lot going on and to to make positive change we really need to unite together and that starts by starting in your community and really getting your community as one unit and then they form with other communities to become a bigger unit and it becomes this whole mega transformer of positivity so um, yeah and like a a little addition to that some homework for you listeners uh, i challenge you to talk to a neighbor that you've never talked to before yeah and it um i'm gonna hop on that if you don't have a neighbor in sight like if they're just not around just try to have a really quick, nice exchange with uh, somebody who's working at a grocery store or something. Yeah. Or, like, uh, where you're getting your food or coffee, you know? Give a bigger have, tip. Say something memorable. Some, yeah, have some nice dialogue. Honestly, just ask how they're doing. Um, service people are people, too. Um, really need to show a lot of respect to the essential workers because they really get the butt of everything. And they're out there doing stuff that you don't want to do. So just be nice to them. Treat them like humans. Because they are humans. And so uh, this, again, is um, uh, something that we want to end our shows with, is the note of positivity. Uh, David Spade has uh, not gotten back to us this week, or this episode. But um, we've been kind of connecting with a few of his people and um i think that it's a maybe i think he'll be coming on soon and then he can also talk about the spread of positivity and um that's pretty much our episode we're having technical difficulties again if you're not hearing jake or if jake is talking at the same time as me because we record on separate devices while facetiming but uh i'm just gonna sign off hopefully jake is signing off too if not uh we'll see you next episode